I've said it before and I'll say it again. We are in a different stage of the COVID-19 pandemic, but we are still in a pandemic. I know people are tired of it. They're tired of stories about it. They're tired of COVID. I am too, but I would be letting you all down if we didn't talk about evolutions in the virus that deserve your attention, especially ahead of Thanksgiving. There is a new subvariant of Omicron, BQ1.1, that was first detected in Canada last month. It could be troublesome for some Canadians, especially those who are immunocompromised. That has always been true of COVID, and we have new treatments available now, such as Evusheld, which we talked about in the spring, but they may not not provide as much protection as they do against other variants. Now, no one is calling for anything to be cancelled or closed, but you should be knowledgeable of what is out there. So to talk about this, we're joined by infectious disease specialist, Dr. Isaac Bogosh. Thanks for your time today. Oh, well, my pleasure. Always happy to chat. So what do we know about this new subvariant BQ1.1? I know uh, we're still learning about it at this moment. Right. So it's, I think it's important just to take a step back and recognize that, you know, we know that COVID is, is a virus and we know viruses mutate and it's mutating all the time. And most mutations do absolutely nothing. Most mutations amount to nothing whatsoever. Sometimes it will result in a virus that would say more fit, uh, meaning it might be more transmissible or it might evade some of our immunity better than, than uh, other virus, uh, and, and it might take over as being the dominant variant. I think it's premature to say which, which variant emerging is going to take over and be the dominant variant. Maybe it's this one, maybe it's another one, maybe it's several simultaneous. But, you know, this one certainly has a bit of a foothold in the UK and other parts of Europe and has grown over recent weeks, and that's why there's been some attention focused on it. One of the interesting things with this one, um, unfortunately, for people who are on the immunocompromised end of the spectrum, there's some people, for example, who are uh, have certain types of chemotherapy or, or have organ transplants who, who take a particular medication called Evusheld. It's an antibody cocktail. You, it protects them against COVID. Like these antibodies just wouldn't work as well against uh, this BQ1.1 as, as it would now with uh, what we have, this Omicron BA5. So, you know, that would be that would be, you know, unfortunate and, and concerning. It's not the end of the world because certainly we do have vaccines and vaccines can still provide some protection, but we would lose some of our antibody uh, therapies. So that, that would be problematic. Well, just in general, we know more about this virus than we did last year and two years ago. So it's a completely different situation. But it's also a good reminder that while we are in a different stage of the pandemic, we are still in one. And it, it to your point, is going to evolve because that's what viruses do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I, I really like the way you frame that because, you know, it isn't 2020 anymore and it's not even 2021 and early 2022 is long gone. We have so many people, especially in Canada, who have been vaccinated, uh, so many people who have been infected and recovered from infection, so many people have had a combination of both. And we're not, I'm going to use the term immuno-naive. We're not. We're not. As a community, we have a lot of uh, immunity built up. Now, is that enough? Of course not. We know that you know waves are going to come through and they're going to disproportionately impact uh, vulnerable populations and older populations and under-vaccinated communities still going to be disruptive. But I think with time, obviously, as we build up more and more community-level immunity, uh, hopefully through vaccination, but of course through recovery from infection as well, 
the waves that roll through will will hopefully be less and less impactful and disrupt us less and less with but with of course the caveat that this virus will prey on vulnerable individuals. Do they sometimes mutate in this way because of some of the treatments we have? I mean, it's obviously responding to what we've done in the UK and elsewhere, but also in this country as well. Yeah, I mean, maybe to some extent, but really I think a lot of these mutations are occurring at a predictable pace and there's something called convergent evolution. This really is natural selection. So you're starting to see uh, different branches uh, still have mutations that sort of end up in the same place because certain mutations are are beneficial, meaning it provides it, it creates a more fit virus. It's easy, more easily transmitted or it evades some immune protection more readily. So you can have vastly different branches on the evolutionary tree, but you still are getting you're still focusing on and selecting for similar mutations that do the same thing. So it's kind of interesting to see that that term is called convergence evolution but yeah i mean it's going to continue the, the annoying part is like it's a virus is that we know what's, what it's going to do and you know you we were having these conversations six months ago we were saying hey, you know what we should still be prepared for a, a rise in cases in the fall and winter that's going to happen and you know similar to the flu virus we see every year the flu viruses changes a little bit we have a bit of an arms race between the flu virus and building an up-to-date vaccine you're starting to see the same thing happen with COVID-19. The virus changes, and we're trying to keep up with uh, updated vaccines to help protect individuals and communities. We are going into the fall and winter. We're in fall right now, of course. We're going to get into uh, flu and cold season in a larger way. What sort of precautions might you recommend as we get into the fall and winter, in particular as we gather for uh, Thanksgiving in a couple of days, knowing that we still have variants out there? We have, you know, infectious uh, diseases out there, you know, respiratory viruses out there. Right. I mean, like we're in an era where there's very little, if any, uh, mandates and, and, uh, and measures. And it really is uh, up to the individual. People can take whatever precautions they want, essentially. But, but again, there's not much that's new on this front. Like we, we, we know that masking can certainly reduce an individual's risk of getting this infection. It does. Is it perfect? No, of course not. But if you, we know COVID's transmitted primarily in the air between people in indoor settings. And, you know, you can lower your risk of getting COVID by putting on a mask in an indoor venue. It's as simple as that. We know the vaccines also help. Like, yes, of course, people can get vaccinated and get infected. And we know the protection uh, with the vaccine certainly does wane with time. But, but we know the vaccines, regardless of the variant, alpha, delta, BA1, BA2, BA5, doesn't matter. The vaccines still really stand up strong uh, to protect people against more severe infection like hospitalization and death. So booster vaccines are important, especially, especially, especially for people who are over the age of 60 or people with underlying medical conditions that put them at risk for more severe infection. But this will really go a long way to keep people out of hospital and keep people alive. Um, the other thing, too, I mean, it's so simple, and we were talking about this long before COVID uh, ever existed, but, you know, simple things like, hey, if you're sick, stay home. Don't send your kid to school sick. Don't go to work sick. Don't go to a family gathering sick. You know, of course, there's COVID out there, but there's a lot more out there this year as well. We're, we're going to have a flu season this year. There's other respiratory viruses. You know, there's a list of these things that are longer than your arm, and, and they're out there. And, and, you know, even though it might not be COVID, it still can cause illness and, and, uh, and, and this can be prevented. So, you know, obviously stay home if you're sick.
Dr. Bogosh, as always, I appreciate the time. Thank you very much. My pleasure. That's Dr. Isaac Bogosh, infectious disease specialist.